Hello and welcome to the second episode of Pain in the Class. I'm Luke. And I'm Rose. And in this week's episode, we interview our friends Katie and Diego. They are a couple who live out here in Madrid. Katie is British and an English teacher like we are. And Diego is from Peru, so we spoke to him about his experience of learning English. Yeah, we invited them round to our apartment and had a few beers which is probably why you'll be able to hear the clinking, some liquid being poured and a handful of swear words. Just a handful. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy as much as we did. Here we go. So I'm Katie. My name's Katie and I'm from Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Katie from Bournemouth and I've been in Madrid for two years. Uh, I went to Prague three years ago to start my travels. I lived there for a bit and did my TESOL course. And I travelled around Germany for a bit. And then I was going to go to Poland and I was thought, I'm just sick of being cold. So I like nip to Spain, get a bit warm and just never left. I've been teaching here ever since. And what is the TESOL course? The TESOL course is the teacher training course that I did. So it's one month and it's basically like a degree pushed into a month. It's working, you get there at like nine you watch classes, you do training, then you have like grammar classes and then you plan your lessons and then in the afternoon you teach your lessons and then you go home and have about 20 hours of homework. So you get to bed about five in the morning. Oh my goodness. Yeah, at the beginning, me and my brother were literally going to bed at like three in the morning, getting up at seven to start again. It was awful. And then we discovered Czech beer and it got a little bit lax towards the end. (laughs) It sounds a lot more intense than other... Tefl it was really we did it through Oxford Tef, Oxford House Ooh, which is meant to be like yeah, one of yeah. the good ones right fancy but it was worth it and you do get a lot of teaching experience so yeah that was good and Diego would you like to introduce yourself I'm Diego Diego Trigueros I'm from yes. Peru I was born there grew up there and moved to Madrid moved to Madrid six years ago yeah, I, li- I now I'm working for for a bank. as like IT risk officer. Oh, nice. Yeah. All I in English. Check. What the hell is that? No yeah. idea what that is, yeah. but I like it. it I worked. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in English. I speak in English, writing English, for the first time in my life. Oh wow. Yeah. At the beginning, I was, I was really scared. So it was was my first day that at work. So I had to open Google Translate, <laughs> Grammarly.com, and Lingui.com. <laughs> so I said, I want to check it out. I want to check every word yeah. so I don't <laughs> make mistakes. So Lingui.com is really good because sometimes you say, oh, how do I say this in English? Because you never translate exactly because you get wrong. Yeah. So you look it in Lingui. You say, oh, you can say this in English. So is it oh. more accurate than Google Translate? Ah, it's a, no, it's, a, it's, it's professional translation. Oh, okay. This it's podcast like... is brought to you by Lingo. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. So I think I'm getting better writing. A lot better. Is, I, I love Lingo because it gives you the all the real life yeah. websites and the translations. Mm. which is. And then you say, oh, I didn't, I didn't have the <laughs> idea that you can say it in this way. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, never heard of it. What has been your experience of learning English? Oh, it was a really, really, really long journey. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was at school, I was really shit at English. I didn't, 
I didn't care, you know. Uh, it was really hard for me. I remember that some teachers make fun of me because I I didn't learn anything. I didn't pay attention. I, so I I used to write really really bad. I used to use a lot of da <laughs> da too. I remember my teacher said, "What what do you use da for everything?" Well, like D A. Yeah, no, uh, D H E. D H instead like, of the uh, the Beatles, for example, that the I used Beatles. to use. Used <laughs> to, Beatles. You used to use a lot of. You just invented uh, it. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then I finished the school. I wanted to go to the university. Um, the twenty percent of the of the test was in English, so I finished the school. I said, "Oh, what I'm gonna do?" So I start. I start learning English, but hard, you know. But luckily, I think I had really good listening in that because I used to watch movies in English. Mm. So I understand, I used to understand the accent. It was really easy for me to understand, but not for writing. Mm. Yeah, it's the, cre- it's the creative bits, the writing and the speaking, the, yeah. the, the, the tough ones. And I think is I'm not... I'm not bad uh, with my accent, but it, I think it's because I heard a lot of English speakers. Yeah. Do you think you're getting a Bournemouth accent from Katie? Oh, it was yeah. really hard. I remember and that. beats the American accent out of him. <laughs> oh, so used okay. to always watch American TV shows and yeah. live with Americans. And now I like understand a lot better. And I prefer British accent than American. I can tell by the better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I told him better. Oh. That's all. I, I used to really go through my accent and go better. Yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> the first, the first, our first day was really hard for me because I didn't understand Katie. What, what, what was that? What, what? what? Said, <laughs> so we were talking. I remember that about what music we like. Remember, mm. and I asked you, do you like that the Beatles? Oh, the Beatles. The Beatles. I said never heard about. That. <laughs> <laughs> How can you never, never listen the Beatles? I said never heard. Is the most known band of your country? Oh, you mean the Beatles? The Beatles, like the Beatles. I said the Beatles. I said you say the Beatles. I said if American, if American person told you this, you would understand. Why you was it in America that? or England where they could, they didn't serve you? They didn't understand a bottle of water. Ah, it was in Five Guys in London. Mm. I went there and I asked for a. Yeah. the burger the chips and the drink so she said uh, i want cheeseburger french fries so you mean chips ah uh, french fries <laughs> <laughs> and uh, water please Excuse, uh, i don't understand you water oh i don't understand you uh, i'm thirsty <laughs> oh, you mean water? <laughs> yes, please. Water. water. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, water. so it was it was hard. Mm. It's the same with learning Spanish though. You like you know what the words are, but if you don't have the correct pronunciation, you're not going to be understood. Yeah, what's your experience mm. of of learning Spanish in in what well, in Spain, particularly in Madrid, the capital, the place where it was born? I think Madrid's but... a terrible place to learn Spanish yeah. because <laughs> you speak Spanish. And either nobody understands you because your pronunciation is horrendous, or they, it just depends what mood they're in sometimes, I think. Um, and I, 90% of people I speak to in Spanish speak back to me in English. Yeah. It's just impossible. 
Estrecho is okay where we live because we live a bit far out and nobody actually speaks English there, but in the centre of Madrid, it's just impossible. Do you yeah. find that they will speak to you in English before you, you even listen yeah. to English? They, they know. I've so said to they... my Spanish friends, like, how does everybody know I'm English? And he went, oh, darling, please. <laughs> like, but I don't understand. And he's like, you are just English. But I would literally go, like, I think even in Five Guys, <laughs> this is not sponsored by Five Guys. <laughs> but yeah, I went to five, five Guys and he was like, oh, what can I get you? And I was like, <laughs> patatas, por favor. <laughs> por favor. Por favor. Yeah. So yeah, it's really weird. It takes weird. a lot of persistence then. Yeah. So what have you what have you done to to learn Spanish? Like, did you speak Spanish before you came out here, or was it? I still don't speak Spanish now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and our friend Josh tried to go to. Well, we went to some classes for like three months. Three months, yeah. Which was, we went there so that we could practice speaking. Because I think anybody can learn a language themselves. You can learn the grammar. Like, you just look at, when you go to England and you teach, for example, Japanese students, they've got C1 level of grammar and they've got A1 level of speaking. So I think anyone can teach themselves the grammar. So we went to the classes to, like, try and practice our speaking. But we're at, we're at at like, the Japanese level, where we had, like, more understanding than anyone in our class. So we understood everything, but the people in our class were A1, because we're in right. A1 class. So then we were learning like how to count to 10 oh. for like an hour of our lesson. Mm. So it was kind of counterproductive. So I know I don't do it, because obviously my Spanish is horrendous. But I would suggest to anyone is to like practice at home, learn the grammar and the basics at home, and then maybe do like a language exchange or something. Excuse me, are you giving advice? Yeah, I just, I'm not saying I've <laughs> oh, taken my own this. advice. <laughs> I'm just saying... That I think be that's the, the way best to way go. to do it. Yeah. yeah. So do you never practice your Spanish with Diego? We try, we argue. <laughs> <laughs> it leads to arguments, doesn't it? It always leads to arguments, because I don't understand something. I say to Diego, right, let's have 20 minutes a day where we just speak in Spanish. And he's like, okay. And he'll be like... I'm like, well, you know I don't know anything you just said. I obviously don't understand what you're saying to me. He's like, okay. Blah, 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 ah, blah, 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 blah. And I'll understand like one in every like ten words he says to me. I don't think as a I love you, but <laughs> as like a non-teacher, it's difficult for people to know how to like grade their language and grade right. their speed. Mm. Yeah, that was something in Colombia that we noticed quite a lot. Is that you'd say, "Could you speak a little bit more slowly, please?" Mm. And they would for one sentence. And then they <laughs> the next sentence they forget. Yeah. So, Diego, how do you find it, then, having a relationship where most of the time you speak you're a language that's not your first language? Oh, at the beginning was was really hard because, especially when you argue, when when you argue, you, you can... Well, at the beginning, it was really hard for me because I couldn't explain myself really well. What level would you say you were when we met? Like, B1? B1, I think so. Say so like middle of the road B one. Uh, for people who don't know what B one C two A yeah. blah blah blah, that's the European framework or yeah, yeah. B one is like in the middle ish. Yeah. yeah, so B one is is pre intermediate. Mm. Yeah, so you got A one the lowest, and then C two's like native, native basically. Mm. So yeah, B one's bang in the middle pretty much. Yeah, it was hard, especially when you when you spoke. Yeah, with really with a really strong accent from the south, that you don't sometimes you don't pronounce your T. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, was, yeah, I, I said 
what calm down, calm down. Speak yeah. slower. Now I understand you, but at the beginning was really hard. Yeah. It's a bit exhausting having to like grade your language all the time. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in a relationship, obviously it's difficult for you to understand and it's difficult for me to have to speak slowly. I remember when we first started dating, like we went out with some of our Irish mates and I was like a machine gun because I'd been speaking so ah. slowly. I was like, blah, blah, blah. I just need to speak English really quickly. Oh my God, that feels so good. <laughs> and Diego was like, I have no idea what, what anything you just said. <laughs> yeah. And when I started learning the, the words, some words that she, she taught me, for example, bad words, that the C word. That's what we call it, the C word. <laughs> yeah. Didn't so, realize that the C word was the worst word yeah. you can possibly so I didn't, remember one day we were arguing, and I used that, that, the C word, and she said, what? <laughs> What do you say? And you could just see his face. He's like, oh, I've really <laughs> messed up here. Across the line. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, I can't. Cat. I can't. <laughs> Did you say that that word? I said, no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, you said, you said. So why you ask me if you're not going to let it? She, you got mental that day. <laughs> I, did, I did get mental. That was great. Yeah. But it's yeah. infuriating because I'll teach. I think he learns well because the way Diego learns is a good way to learn. So every time I teach him a new phrase or colloquialism, he uses it as much as he can that week. So obviously it's the best way to remember. But it's exhausting for me. (laughs) Because he just keeps saying the same thing over and over and over again. I guess that gives you incentive to teach him new phrases. (laughs) New idiom. That's why you're doing it. (laughs) What, What did I learn recently? Apply yourself. Apply yourself. yourself, and he uses it all the time. Apply now. yourself. Apply yourself. Apply yourself, Katie. Mike Diego, so, he, so, so you so teach just him apply something. Yourself. You teach him something, then he uses it against you. Yeah. <laughs> and having a go at me. Now it's it's normal for me. Mm. I can change. It's really it's really weird because uh, one of my bosses in the bank speak to me in Spanish, like ten words, and then change in English, and then mm. in Spanish. And in English, so sometimes he asks me something in English, I answer in English, and he answers me in Spanish. <laughs> or uh, I used to send at the beginning uh, emails to Spanish people in Spanish, but they answer me in English. Oh, so I said, okay, really weird. Yeah, I'm not weird. speaking yeah. Spanish anymore because it's, it was like, uh, for me, I, a little bit embarrassed. It was like speaking English, please, you know. And now I understand it's like a. It's very English passive aggression. It's a worldwide, <laughs> yeah. It's a worldwide bank, so they need to have evidence for the auditors. Oh. So the the language spoken in the bank is English. Right. So when the auditors come, mm. they are from England or from mm. somewhere, and they have to read it. In English, not in Spanish. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, so okay. So if you want to, if you want to give some evidence to the auditors, has to be in a language that they understand. So that's what they speak in English. How did um question Tristan for you guys? Oh, she's oh, flipped it. Drama. Katie's taken over. <laughs> Such a control freak. <laughs> uh, how did you guys learn Spanish? Did you guys learn when you were in Colombia? No. no. We're, we both studied Spanish at university. Really? Actually. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the reasons that 
I, I mean, both of us, I moved out to Colombia in the yeah. first place is because I wanted to practice it, but also find a job yeah. out there. Why was... did you choose Colombia over Spain, which is so much closer to little old England? Because it's more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's true. laughs> because, exactly, because it's further away. Yeah. But then, interestingly, though, so we both we both had an amazing time in Colombia, and I really, really loved it. But I really miss when I'm away mm. from home. I really do miss my friends and family. Yeah. And it's so expensive to fly. I mean, yeah. Diego, you'll know. Like, yeah. it's so expensive to fly between Europe and South America yeah. that I feel it would be nice to live in Madrid for a while to have the experience of like practicing Spanish, living yeah. abroad, but being more accessible yeah to yeah. friends and family being being able to go home for holidays Makes a and things have you noticed that you don't use your your spanish here half as much as you did in colombia yeah, yeah. i bet you hardly use it at all here do you no but again, it's, yeah, it's the same as well it's the same as diego really where yeah. working english yeah exactly because we're teaching yeah all day every day and come home to english because obviously i live yeah. with bros and so and many people say that to me they're like i can't believe you live in spain and don't don't speak Spanish and like I work nine till nine in English so like by the time I get home at like half nine like my brain's just like so I, yeah. can't, I feel like I can't start taking in information it's really difficult yeah to but get the time. speaking of work yeah can you teaching. tell us what you do <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um okay I work in the mornings as an auxiliar which basically means I'm a teaching assistant in a school in Cacafe work in a primary school um, and I help the kids with their pet and cat exams. So my life is just a non-stop roller coaster of fun, taking kids out for 10 minutes at a time, practicing, speaking the grammar that they've learned in their grammar lessons. I work a lot with the teacher, so I'll do like practice speaking exams. I'll say, right, their grammar needs to improve here. She'll do, we'll do like a week or so in the classroom, practicing the grammar, and then I'll take them out and blah de blah um, So yeah, I do that during the day. And until recently, I was working in an academy in the afternoons and the evenings, uh, teaching kids, teenagers, and adults. Um, but I realized I don't like the inflexibility of academies. I don't like the rigidness of following books. I don't like working in big groups because I think when I noticed a lot in academies they just want to make money so they'll mm -hmm. put in someone who's maybe B1 with someone who could be B2 plus just because there's not enough classes for example for advanced they're like ah we'll just put them in together so as a teacher it's <clears throat> really I think it's really difficult working in an academy if you care about your job and you care about your students because it's if you've got so many different levels in a class it's hard to know where to what level to put the class at people lose interest like people are going to lose interest if you sat there and you're bored because it's too easy you're going to lose interest if you sat there you don't understand what's going on because it's too difficult you're going to lose interest so now i just do private classes and i've noticed it's predominantly most of my classes are c1 people adults um, adults c1 adults who just basically want conversation so it's not people preparing for exams or anything <clears throat> people that maybe need a little bit of English for their work and but actually just studied English their whole lives like a lot of people do in Spain and then if you don't use it in your job then they've just spent their whole lives practicing it and then never using it so yeah so a lot of my private classes are just advanced adults conversation classes um, and I'm much much happier doing that how far do you travel between the classes 
I'm really lucky. I'm <clears throat> I do discounted rates if you come to a stretch which is where I live. So I'm really lucky. Most of them are right outside my house, but the other ones are in the kids are in Katafe where I work, but I just do them after school mm. anyway. So I'm kind of anal about that. I know a lot of students, a lot of mm. teachers will travel here, there and everywhere. And I thought, nah, I'm not, I'm not interested. So I just did reduced rates for coming to me, basically. Wow. Easy. And you're enjoying the private classes yeah. a lot more than Lots. the academy? I can't tell you how much... Ha- like, I was so miserable in the academy, I was talking about moving back to England. Wow. Because it just, I was just miserable and exhausted all the time. And within, like, a week of me doing private classes, like, I'm happy. I'm like, I'm going to stay in Spain forever. Like, it's sunshine and farts. Like, it's rainbows. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a difference. Yeah. And are you finding the material easy to teach? Or yeah. Or you just come up with your own plans? And I feel like when you've been <clears> teaching a while, this is something I couldn't <clears> have done, like, for example, straight after my TESOL. Because during the TESOL, I don't know what it's like in, like, CELT or whatever you guys did, but part of one of your projects is you have one-to-one with a student and you've got to find, you spend time with them and you talk to them and you've got to find out what their like mm. problems are with grammar. So part of your project is you record a conversation and you say, okay, after speaking to the student, I realise they need to work on I mean, comparative superlatives and then you prepare a special lesson just for them. And that was the worst part of the TESOL for me because I, I didn't know enough about grammar. I didn't have a clue. Whereas now I've been teaching, I find my private classes so easy because basically I'll set them some speaking activities. I make notes of any mistakes like prepositions, superlatives, tenses, and then I know for the next lesson I'm just going to work on that. And then I'll set them homework where they do writing and listening for homework because they don't want to waste their time like an hour with me doing writing. And then depending on how that is, then we can see like if we need to grade their writing, if we need to grade their listening... Um, but yeah, basically with speaking, I think once you're used to it and in Spain as well, once you've lived in Spain a certain time, Spanish people make the same mistakes. It's like in the Czech Republic, they're always going to make the same pronunciation mistakes. They're always going to translate things literally. So I think once you know the country and you've got a better grasp of English grammar, it's so easy to do private classes Mm. because like I say, like the amount of notes I've already taken for like one lesson will give me enough material to teach them for like two months. Mm. But you wouldn't, for example, take classes on that would be uh, the Cambridge exams or anything like that because that's more difficult to teach I, without material. Yeah, I don't like exam prep classes. Yeah. And I think exam prep classes are actually better done in groups so they can have more conversation with each other. And and also, I just, I just hate exam prep. I just <laughs> think it's too contrived. Like linear, yeah. Yeah, and it's just boring, like teaching someone prefixes and suffixes it's like how do you do that in a fun engaging way like yeah you just can't i think a lot of the cambridge exam prep can be done like we're talking about with like spanish can be done self-study yeah the only thing they need to teach for is to practice this i mean the speaking is is complicated it's very convoluted the yeah cambridge what is the cambridge exam who takes it the well it's 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 the most widely acclaimed, recognised exam in the world, I think. Yeah. It's because it lasts the whole of your life. So if you get the qualification, then you are qualified for life. You have this A1 high-level advanced certificate for A1? A, no, sorry. <laughs> C2, the opposite. <laughs> the absolute opposite. Uh, 
I made one, I can barely grasp the language, and I've got this forever. (laughs) A stands for advanced. (laughs) Katie, do you see yourself um, continuing teaching? It's funny you say that, because when I had my little crisis a few months ago, I was looking, because my career in England I had for like 11, 12 years, and like I was, I had a really good job in England. What was it? uh, I was working in property, I worked in property, property management. And I was like basically in charge of training for over 250 officers in Great Britain. So I used to travel and train them on like property management, property law. I used to do auditing, compliance. So I had like a really good job. And this was kind of a bit of fun to start off with. And then I met Diego, so I'm like, oh God, I'm staying. Better better take this a bit more seriously. And then when I was working in the academy, I was like, do you know what? I just can't do this anymore. I'm so miserable. I hate it. But now I'm doing my private classes, I choose my own hours. <clears throat> and I tell you what the difference is actually, it's now I'm finding it more rewarding. Whereas when I worked in the, when I found personally, when I worked with group classes, I just didn't care as much. Because it's so difficult to like help them all improve together. And I just, honestly, I, I kind of lost my motivation. But now with the primary school, like I'm seeing these kids improving and I'm going to help them pass their exams, which is going to affect what secondary school they go to. Um, And with the private classes, you can see week by week, you can see them improving. So now, I suppose I am looking at this more of like a serious job. Like now I'm seeing actual results. I'm like, do you know what? This isn't actually just a laugh. Like people are paying a lot of money and people in Spain need this. So now I'm finding it more rewarding. I'm thinking it's probably a job I could stay out, stay out a lot longer than I originally thought. What do you think about the level of English in Spain compared to the Czech Republic, for example? The Czech Republic's obviously difficult because they've only been independent for like, well, not been independent. They've only had sort of um, travellers. They've only been open up for like, what, 50 years, mm. 40 years? Um, so they've never needed English. Um, but the level in Prague is non-existent. In Spain, you can pretty much judge, I reckon, by the age of someone, whether or not they speak English. I'd say anyone, what do you reckon, like 25? Mm. 25 and under? They're more more than likely to speak English. And is this because of the bilingual programme in the schools, do you think? I think it could be. And I think it also, I think people are starting to realise more and more now how much they need English because English is being forced forced on them like mm. there's you won't get a job unless you speak English and obviously English is the national the spoken language of like Europe and business basically so I think there's more of a realization about how important it is now and there's more of a necessity now like for example a couple of my classes I do exam prep uh, exam prep I do interview prep and they all need like a c1 level of English even to get an interview and I'm speaking to them I'm like are you going to use English in your job They're like no but it's now it's just you just need English whether you're going to use it or not to get an interview. So I think that's why this generation and the generation probably just above us is yeah taking it really seriously. It's the more more common. This because of the crisis as well, mm. because Spaniards have realized that they they need to speak English if they want to sort uh, survive. You know. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Is you have to speak English. In every in every in every job offer, ask for for English, so well, they it. know that it's an it's a necessity. Yeah, yeah. The, the 
companies, it's like the guy we were speaking to the other day, because there's a crisis, the companies can be so much more picky about who they employ because it's a it's a seller's market, isn't it, basically? Yeah. I was I was I was in at work like two days ago yeah. and one of the managers was talking to someone by the phone and he was saying, Okay, the first skill is English. The second one is Java, but the first is English, okay? So don't send me don't send me people who don't speak English. Katie, yo. Do you have any funny stories to share from your experience as a language? Because we all know that hilarious things do tend to happen when learning a language. So what have you witnessed? I was trying to remember some. I had one literally two days ago with this, oh, this bloody girl. She's like, honestly, she's about... I think she's like C1 plus. It's so difficult to find anything to teach her because she's so bloody good. And then I realised that if I spoke about something a bit obscure, like we were learning passive voice and I was getting her to explain a recipe to me using passive voice, which was hilarious. And she was like, I don't know any of this. She's like, my boyfriend does all the cooking. And I was like, no excuse. Let's just pretend that you do the cooking. She was like, oh, fine. And what was it you... God, now I'm going to embarrass myself by using the passive voice wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and it was saying like you put the you put the the water is put in the pot, and then the and the oven needs to be heated. And it was like you turn on the oven. Oh no, you turn on the cook. And I was like, oh, saucy. And she didn't understand a joke, obviously. <laughs> and um, and I was like, and how do you turn on the cook? And she's like twist the knob and I was like oh and I was like and the cook's your boyfriend right and she was like yeah yeah and she's like oh my god wait no no and I was like saucy she's like this is so embarrassing <laughs> but I can't think of anymore I've had loads oh god so funny poor little bastards I'm teach obviously in the in the primary school some of these kids have an amazing level and some of them just don't have a scooby-doo what's going on like they just don't they just don't care about English. They don't know what the hell is going on. And this poor little kid, and I was like, hi, what's your name? And he's like, oh, my name is Julio. Hi, Julio, how are you? Very good, thank you. And you? Oh, that's such a good Which is what they always do. I'm fine, thank you, and, and you? you? <laughs> and I was like, I'm very good. And I'm like, where do you live? And he's like, it's like, oh, where do you where do you live? Where is your house? He went, Tomato. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. No, where do you where is your house? <laughs> ah, tomato. <laughs> I was like Yeah. Okay. There's nothing like, we can do with you. Yeah, I was like, you're lost. You're lost. <laughs> and God love him. I think he answered like eight of the questions with tomato and so I just gave up. Like, where do you live? Was it Oh, what did you do? This weekend, Saturday, was it fun? And he went, tomato! <laughs> you can't see this, but I'm holding my thumbs up. <laughs> oh, I just think that is so, so brilliant. How could he think that would be the answer to, like, <laughs> most people's go-to is like, yes, why, why would your go-to be tomato? So how many questions are going to end with that answer? It's just genius. Yeah. I love Bless it. Him. He was just—he was playing the system. He knows how to speak English. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Fuck this guy." <laughs> I just want to go back. <laughs> I want to get back to just art, mixing and it up. <laughs> Do you have any funny stories about learning? Yeah, I remember when I was 19 years old, I went to the United States 
to work for almost four months during my university holidays from December to March, the end of March. So I went to Cincinnati, Ohio, and I worked for a restaurant there as a waiter and dishwasher. So one one night I was working and I had to uh, sweep and map the floor. So I I was mapping the floor, and I was it was my first my the first day that I was going to map. So I asked to my colleague, uh, how do I map the floor? Where where are the the tools? And he told me, oh do you see, do you see that thing? Okay, bring it bring it here. I said, uh, what's the name? Of this thing, he he told me, uh, wet back. I said what? Wet back. I said, oh wait a second. So before going to United States, I had one friend of mine told me, oh they call they call South Americans like wet back, oh. because you cross you cross the frontier like walking and your your back is wet, or you work like as oh. a builder man so your back is always wet so they call you wet back so i when this guy told me that i said what wet back i said wait a second i'm gonna call my friend no, i didn't say that okay i said okay i went to my i went to look for my friend and i told him he was from peru as well I said oh i think this motherfucker is telling, he's telling me uh wet back i said really yeah Come, come. I said, he fight, came, fight, fight. He came to me. I said, the first day. <laughs> yeah. What's the name of this again? Wetback. See? See what I'm saying? I said, eh, no, it's wetback of vacuum. It's wet vacuum. <laughs> I said, oh, I said, I'm sorry, mate. I, I thought you were calling me wetback. Like, uh, no way he started laughing. So, no, it's wet vacuum. Oh, oh, okay, got it, got it. Okay, I'm just gonna yeah. sweep now. <laughs> me. Yeah, it was. I just think all Americans are racing. <laughs> yeah, awkward. It was hard. You know. First day, literally. Oh, sorry, mate, I just thought you were a massive racist. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> he thought I was stupid because he told me uh, the pot, don't touch the pot. Uh, by by the holding the bottom hold on the bottom hold uh, from here i know i have from to the sides. yeah from the sides or don't don't hold the knife uh, with this because <laughs> it's really razor <laughs> razor you know you cut oh God. cut finger <laughs> i say yeah we have oh, knives in yeah, peru mate Thank you very much. Stones and flints yeah. to be How do I turn a tap on? Yeah. What is this wizardry you have in the first world? <laughs> Last question. What's your favourite thing to do in Madrid? A nice, lovely day that you would have planned. What would be your perfect day? Oh, lying, we talked about this before. Lying in bed. We did talk about this the other day. Actually. Right, let's, let's mix it up a little bit because the weather at the moment is terrible. Yeah. Right, it's been raining for the last three days. It's going to be raining for the next week. Yeah. What's your favourite thing to do on a rainy day? What do we like to do on a rainy day? We like to go in a cafe, don't we? We like frequenting cafes and you reading our books and practising Spanish. Yeah. We love eating. We do love to... We could spend all day eating. All right, tell us about your favourite eateries. 
in Madrid. We had many. Oh, so many. Our favourite, favourite, favourite restaurant is um, Lateral. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. I love that. Place. The one in Santana, or the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, Santana there are many, is a yeah. few. Yeah. I like what area? We do discover I like? as well the curry place. It's amazing. Which mm. one? Wet. It's, uh, uh, it's near us, isn't it? Alvarado. India, Bombay. Oh yeah, Tatuan. It's the best, the best curry in Madrid. Yeah, we'll have to try it. We've yeah. been, we've been got, trying we've got a like few. A top oh, three. Good. Oh really? Yeah. The yeah. cook is from London. The cook is a guy who used to work in London. Yeah. That is going to be good. And yeah. the owner, he, and he's the owner of the restaurant. So you know, when the owner is the chef, that he actually cares. Yeah, yeah. It's um, unbelievable. That's it then, I guess, yeah. isn't it? Thank you very much for joining us. Thank, thank you for you. having us, guys. It's yeah, been a pleasure. Thank you, and also, thank you for bringing the beer. That was, that was a welcome, <laughs> welcome treat. <laughs> no, worries. no worries. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye fans. <laughs> Bye, two people. <laughs> Bye, avid listeners. <laughs> yeah, we're building up a fan base. Yeah. So. yeah. Like, Rose started an Instagram the other day. Oh, yes. uh, hashtag Instagram. Hashtag Instagram. Instagram. This is why I'm a social media officer. Instagram. Oh, God. Hashtag That was Katie and Diego. Thanks very much to them. Uh, in next week's episode, we are going to talk more in depth about ourselves and what brought us to Madrid and our life here as we thought you might like to know some more information absolutely and if you want to get in touch with us we are on twitter and instagram at pain in the class and obviously our hashtag instagram that concludes this week's episode of pain in the class